your yearly goals really truly act as a roadmap throughout the year. I think that is so common to start the year off with these amazing, great, wonderful intentions and then become easily distracted throughout the year. Hey, this is Allison, and welcome to the Inspire Budget Podcast, where we talk all things budgeting, debt, and saving money. Today, I'm going to be breaking down exactly how my husband and I set yearly goals together for our family. We've been doing this for many, many years, I would say over five years now, and I'm also going to be sharing why setting these goals has been a game changer in our life and how they can also change your life as well. Before we dive in, I want to talk a little bit about why we started setting goals and the benefits that we have seen over the years when it comes to goal setting. So honestly, goal setting is going to be one of those things you're going to be hearing everyone talk about at the new year, but they're talking about it for a reason. Your yearly goals really truly act as a roadmap throughout the year. I think that is so common to start the year off with these amazing, great, wonderful intentions and then become easily distracted throughout the year. Distractions come in many forms. Financially, distractions may come as spending. It might come as unnecessary expenses. In terms of family time, distractions can come as overcommitting yourself and your time. So these goal sessions that my husband and I set together help us stay on track and remember what we want when life tempts us to spend our money or our time on something else. So I like to think of it as basically just setting these really great intentions that we can go back and look on and ask ourselves later on in the year. I'm talking March, April, July, August. Are we actually on track to reach these goals? And what do we need to do to course correct if we got off track? My husband and I didn't start setting goals right away. When we were first married, it wasn't something that we did. I think maybe I did it every now and then by myself, but it was never something that was intentional. It was never something I followed up on. I just kind of said I would do it and gave up probably by February. Who knows? I don't even remember, which isn't a good sign, right? (laughs) So now what we do is we actually set goals. I'm going to tell you when we set them, where we actually are when we set them, what we set, and some tips along the way as well. My husband and I set goals in December. We started doing this many years ago. It was my amazing idea, if I do say so myself. And We do it every year in December around Christmas time. And here's why. My husband doesn't really like to set goals. It's not not something he's excited to do. He will do it. But it's not something that he's eager to sit down and tackle like I am. I actually enjoy it. And what I used to do was I used to trap him in the car. This sounds terrible, but I promise it's okay. I would trap him in the car on our travels over Christmas time because we lived far away from family years ago. We would live anywhere from three and a half to five and a half hours away from family. And every Christmas, we would travel to see family. We would go see my parents or his parents. And so I had this block of time where essentially he couldn't escape me. He couldn't escape the conversation. He couldn't escape the goal setting. And that's when we would do it. We would actually sit in the car together and I would have the notes app open on my phone and we would talk about our yearly goals. At first, I don't think he really enjoyed it. And I still don't think he necessarily is super eager and excited, but he does not complain. He sits down and he sets goals with me every year. So when I had him in the car, I could convince him that, 
to do this and he couldn't escape and it actually just became this standard practice where there were a couple of years I would try to set goals before Christmas or before we actually took our family trip for the year down to see family and he would say no no that's that's not what we do we set goals in the car don't try to don't try to throw this on me early. So it was like he knew what to expect. Now that we don't live far away from family, we live within 25 to an hour and 15 minutes away from family, we no longer have that car time, that dedicated time to set our goals. However, because we've been doing it for so many years, it's become this habit. It's become this almost tradition of sorts. And so we, it's, it's not hard for me to convince him to sit down one night in December. We might have a glass of wine or have a beer. Maybe we go outside by the fire pit and we sit down for about an hour together and we really, and sometimes less, honestly, we talk about our goals. We review our last year's goals. So I literally keep all of these just in the notes app on my phone. And every year I add a new notes for the upcoming year. But we always go back and we look at the past year's goals and we ask ourselves, okay, how did we do on it? Did we not achieve them? Were they too far off base? Were they unrealistic? Did we achieve them really early and we need to set the bar higher? We look at that and then we set goals for the upcoming year. It's been a really great thing. I look forward to it. I don't know if he looks forward to it. Maybe I'll give you an update on whether or not he enjoys it, (laughs) but it's something we do. When we set goals, we focus on four very specific areas, and we've been doing this since the beginning. We set goals in four different areas of our life. Here's where they come down to. The first area is faith. We ask ourselves, what can we do to improve our faith and connection with God? We do go to church. We do have faith. And that's one thing, an area in our life that we're, we want to work on and we want to focus on and improve on. And we want it to, we want to make it this relationship that we strive to have forever. So why would we not set a goal to improve our faith over time? So that's the first goal we set. The second goal we set is a family goal. So we look at family as a whole, as the four of us, my husband, Matt, my son, Evan, and James, what do we want to accomplish as a family? And we also look at marriage goals, and we we put that under family as well. What is it that my husband and I want to do to improve our marriage, and how can we improve it? What is it that we need to do? Do we need to have weekly date nights? Do we need to take trips together? Do we need to have a time where we turn off our phones and we connect every evening for 15 minutes? What is it that we need? So we have faith, family, fitness. So fitness really just encompasses our overall health, right? It could be what we're eating. It could be how we're exercising, just overall, our mental health, even physical health. What goals do we have for fitness? And then our last one is finances. And they're all four F's, right? Finances. What money goals do we have for our family? What money goals do we have for our family? So we set these goals both individually in some areas and as a family. So let me explain that. For faith, I will set my own faith goal and my husband will set his own faith goal. They might be similar. They might be different, but we set our own. For family, 
we set goals together. So we share the same family goals and the same marriage goals. For fitness, I set my own fitness goals. My husband sets his own fitness goals. And then for finances, we set goals together as a family. You know, my husband and I set set financial goals together for our money, but then I set my own financial goals for my business. So I didn't do that until I had a business. We always did it together, but I also set my own financial goals and I share them with him. And we even set goals for our kids, especially when they were a lot younger, like for family goals, one of our goals might say, okay, well, we want James to be potty trained by the end of summer. I don't know. That's just an example of one we had many years ago. So we set different family goals where another one might be we want someone to know all of their letters and sounds. I'm thinking of goals we set years and years and years ago when our kids were little. So four areas, faith, family, fitness, and finances. One thing I love about setting goals in these four areas is number one, it's easy to remember. It's easy to remember your four F's. And for me, it's meaningful to my life. The second reason is that each area has a true purpose. I feel like instead of just only setting money goals, I'm almost encompassing my whole life. So we have our faith side, our family side, my health and finances. And I feel like it's just a really good way to set goals for every area of your life. And you can always add another area, but these are just the four areas that we talk about whenever we're setting goals together as a family. Today's episode is brought to you by my free budgeting and debt payoff cheat sheet. This is a 15-page cheat sheet that has everything you need to kickstart your budget and debt payoff journey. I've broken down the most important part of budgeting, how to find more money in your budget each month, and the fastest way to pay off debt, all in this easy download. So whether you're new to budgeting or you just need a refresher, this cheat sheet is for you. You can grab it by clicking the link in the show notes or going to inspirebudget.com slash cheat sheet. Now that you know the four areas that our family sets goals, I'm going to give you some tips to help make this goal setting process easier and make it actually something that you follow through throughout the year. Because like we said, it's so easy to give up on goals come February or March. We want these goals to be in the forefront of your mind or at least just not thrown away by the end of the year. So the first tip is to check in on your goals every quarter. Just at the end of every quarter, go back to the notes app and ask yourself, how am I doing? And be honest. It's okay if you're not doing well. The goal isn't to be perfect and exceed every goal. The goal is there to try to achieve. So as long as you're making progress, that's good. And if you're not making progress, have an honest conversation with yourself. Why is it that you're not making progress? What is it that you need to change in the next quarter to help you get closer to that specific goal? So for instance, if we were to look in and say, okay, with our finances, we wanted to have $10,000 saved for a new car. We don't need a new car, but I'm just throwing that out there. $10,000 saved for a new car by the end of the year, come the first quarter, if we don't have $3,000 or $3,500 saved, we need to look back and say, okay, well, what is it that we need to do differently? How can we speed up this goal? How can we get back on track with it? 
So check in on your goals every quarter. The second tip is to break down your goal into monthly chunks. This is going to make it more realistic to achieve. It's easy to say, I wanna save $12,000 by the end of the year. That's easy to say, but you might be thinking, oh my gosh, that's a lot of money. I don't even know if that's possible. And it's easy to give up on that goal. So instead, break it down, break that yearly goal down into monthly chunks. So that would be saving $1,000 a month. That would also look like maybe $500 a paycheck if you are paid twice a month. It makes those goals seem a little bit more realistic to achieve, especially when they are big goals. You can do the same thing when it comes to your faith goals. So one of our goals years ago was to actually read the Bible in a year. My husband and I, that was one of our faith goals. And we did it. We actually broke it down and we read a portion of the Bible every single day and we listen to this podcast. I'll link to it. It's called the Bible Recap. It's amazing. Absolutely loved it. Never thought I would read the Bible in a year, but the idea of reading a Bible in a year, such a big book or, or conquering such a big task can be overwhelming and make you not even want to start. So we broke it down into not even monthly chunks, but daily chunks. And this whole Bible recap does it for you. They tell you what to read. They talk about it in a podcast. It's awesome. So the first tip is to check in on your goals every quarter. Second tip, break down your goals into achievable chunks. And the third tip is to remember that you can actually set your own goals. I think it's very easy to forget whenever, especially when you're in a relationship, that you can have your own life and your own goals and your own dreams outside of that relationship. What I mean by that is it's okay for me to set goals for my business outside of my financial goals with my family. It's okay for me to set faith goals that don't match my husband's. It's okay for me to have a family goal that might not be his. If you don't have a partner or spouse on board, if you are single, you can still set goals. I don't want that to hold you back. I want you to set goals no matter what situation you're in right now. I thought it would be fun to actually share some of our goals. I wanted to share some of our goals. I actually went back in my notes app and I found these goals that I set at the end of 2019 for the beginning of 2020. So these are the goals I set that I wanted to achieve in 2020. And I'm going to be honest about them. Some of them I did not reach. For faith, I wanted to do a morning devotional and Bible reading every day. I actually did do that. That's the year that my husband and I read the Bible in a year. It was great. So I achieved that goal. For finances, I wanted us to max out two Roth IRAs, which my husband and I were able to do. So that was one we shared together. So these are the goals that my husband and I shared, actually, is the finance goal. We wanted to pay for Disney, which we ended up scheduling and it got canceled because it was 2020. And we wanted to pay for a couple vacation, which we scheduled and it got canceled. <laughs> so we weren't able to achieve that goal, but that's okay. It was out of our control. And we wanted to increase money in our car fund and college fund in September. So we actually ended up buying a car in cash. So we did not increase that car fund. And we also did not increase our college fund. We had the same amount in our college fund. For my business, I had a certain amount of money that I wanted to gross. I wanted to make a certain amount of money in my business. And I actually did exceed that. So I set that financial goal as well. So for we had our faith goals, our finance goals. Next is family goals. One of our family goals was to have a date night each week. And for my husband and I, date nights don't look like going out all the time. For us, date nights look like spending uninterrupted time, intentional time together. Let me repeat that because it's so important. Uninterrupted 
intentional time together. So whether our kids are in bed by eight o'clock and we spend an hour together until nine or 9.30, that is considered a date night. A lot of times we'll find a show we like or we will go outside and you know we might do a fire in the fire pit together as a family and then we put the kids to bed and my husband and I will sit outside together while the fire is still going. So that is one of the things that we do and we do it pretty well. Now we actually currently while I'm recording this, we go to a marriage class at our church once a week and we consider that a date night because we go to dinner beforehand we go to the marriage class and it just it it gives back to our marriage and it, it does feel like a date night to us another family goal we had set for 2020 was to get the boys to start doing their chores consistently and earning allowance we did that really well in 2020 i'm not gonna lie we're not doing a good job for it in 2021 (laughs) so maybe that should be a goal we set for 2022 And then for my fitness, I had a goal to lose weight and get to a certain weight that I'm comfortable with and that is healthy for me. And I did not meet that at all. I actually gained weight because hello, 2020. So there's a little example and real life real life version of some of the goals that we will set. So you can expect that this year, this is what my husband and I are going to be doing. We will set goals in faith finance, family, and fitness. And I think it would be so wonderful if you wanted to take even just one of these areas of goal setting and apply it to your life. Let me know if that's something you decide to do. I'll celebrate with you. I'll cheer you on. You can send me a message on Instagram at Inspired Budget and just say, hey, I listened to your goal setting podcast episode. I want you to know I'm going to be setting my goals in these areas. And that would just make me so happy. And then I can cheer you on during this process. the end of every solo episode, I love to answer a question that's been sent in on Instagram. This one comes from Women's Wealth Effect. And she asks, what has been the most inspiring money story that you have had the opportunity to impact? One of the things I love about my job, the fact that I get to do this, is that I actually do get to impact people's lives when it comes to their money. Sometimes I don't always see the impact that I make, and sometimes I'm left wondering if I'm making an impact at all. However, now that I have the Inner Circle, which is my exclusive membership, I get to really develop relationships and encourage and guide these women who join along to not just budgeting, but saving money, paying off debt, building wealth, and changing their money habits that will last them a lifetime and not just a year, right? I don't want to just help someone for a month. I want to help them develop habits that will last them for a long time. And one of the people I was actually able to help in there is a single mom. She actually lives in Australia. She is a single mom and she became debt free. She says she never thought she'd become debt free. Not only did she become debt-free, but she now has, I think, like $15,000 saved in an emergency fund, and she's ready to invest. And to me, that is such an honor to be able to provide someone with just the tools and the resources and the plan, right? Give them the plan and the support they need, the encouragement along the way to do something that felt impossible for them. So that's definitely one of the most inspiring money stories that I've had the wonderful opportunity to help with. And I hope that that's just one of many, 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 many to come for years and years and years. 
Well, there you have it. I hope you've enjoyed this episode all about how our family sets money goals. And I hope it's encouraging you to set your own money goals as well. Like I said, if you enjoy this episode and you decide to set your own goals, send me a message on Instagram. I want to hear from you. And you can also take a screenshot, share this in your stories, let people know you're listening, and I will reshare your stories as well as long as you tag me. Ultimately, I hope that this episode helps you live your best life and reach your money goals. I'll see you next week.